So you've typed in Nunc. What did you type in? Uh, Nunc Dimittis. It is How in fact. You, wait, so where did you get that from? Oh, um, because on my list. Uh, Your list? You know, my list of episodes. No, of, right, um, yes. Then it tells you in. Not just a list of Latin things, yeah. <laughs> that it's based on the short story Nunc Dimittis. So this is. That was the original title. Yeah, well, no, well no, no, not necessarily that. Oh, no. what? Well, why, did, why, why are we just all of a sudden going into Latin, Rob? Well, I don't know. It's a bit of a mystery because it was first published under the title of Devious Bachelor. Devious Bachelor? Yeah. Right, then? Then it's also known as Nunc Dimittis, which is probably the best way of describing it, is that it's the... Uh, where did it Just some... It's the Song of Simeon. And it's a Christian. It's a, it's a Christian. It's it's from Luke in the Bible. It's a prayer or a song of Simeon. Right. So where did you get that Latin from then? Well, on my on my list, look, it tells you it's based on the short story Nunc Dimittis. But it's not. It said it was based on somewhere else. Yeah. Well, if you then click on that link, it takes you there. Look, and it says it's first published in the title of Devious Bachelor. So. Oh God. <laughs> Confusing. All right, guys. Today is we're back. You and I are back. We're here. This is the po- this is our podcast. It it is our tales of tales podcast. Yeah, tale of tales. We are the only people who are doing this podcast. Yeah, I've I've been having a look on yeah. online. I've been looking in sort of like eighties forums and things like that to see if there's anything because I, I noticed that there's a bit of an interest in this. Coming up through inside number nine. There is. Whenever absolutely. I read reviews about that, I see more and more that there's sort of linking it. Yeah. Which, well, obviously that's something we've done. Well, look, as we've said, we're not in this for fame or fortune. It would be great if it happened. We're not in it. We, are, we do like this show. We're, yeah. not, we're not taking the piss out of this show. We look. We respect it and what it Except and what it's where, done. Where it needs to. Where be it done. needs. Yes, but it, what it's. But it's. But this is a legacy, and what the legacy has done is given us inside number nine, and for that we're eternally grateful. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, we, th- th- that should be honoured, and at some point we should. Disc- we, we have said that we want to do number nine. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do one each, aren't we? You're going to choose an episode each and yeah. do it as a special. Yeah. Um, but I think it wouldn't be great if I don't know. Shea Smith was here with us right now. Yeah. Well, Rob, I've got a surprise for you. Really? Th- through the door there. Oh no, no, sorry, it's not. I oh, it would have been good though. It would have been good. Yes, I, I was on tender hooks there. No. Tender hooks or tender hooks? And I, I always think it's tender hooks. It is tender hooks. I've researched this. Have you? Yeah, I thought that's why you gave me a knowing look there. No, no, no. I think we have had a discussion about this perhaps when I we've can't, been yeah, I on can't, Friday night or something. Yeah, that's right. I think, I, well, I can't remember the exact, but the tender hook, it's, it's to keep things stretched. Right. So taught, in fact, that one little inch either way, or no, no, not even inch, millimetre more stretched, it would fall off right. or snap or something like that. So the tender hook that or... The, but tender hooks for me works. It's like that just deserves, just deserves. Me, it, for me, it's the same thing, yeah. but, but it is tender hook. Well, apparently it gets its name from the fact that uh, the wooden frame that uh, cloth is stretched on is called a tenter. There we go. And then obviously the hook. Yeah, so it's stretched to such a taut. Yeah. So the fact that you're on tenter hooks is like, kind of like, I'm about to, I'm about to jump off my hook. 
Whereas a tender hook, you see, would be a different thing, you think, because yeah. that would be a bit more soft, wouldn't it? A yeah, a tender hook. You'd probably be quite wobbly. Wobbly made of velvet. Yeah. Or coated with velvet. And I, in my mind, it's purple. I was got purple. Yeah, purple velvet. Yeah. The purple velvet hook. So what we have there is if it's kind of like, if it's important to know, but it's not that important, it's probably a purple hook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, right, uh, if you listen to any of that stuff that we said at the beginning, we had a few episode, uh, sorry, titles for this episode. Yes, yeah, we did. The, the actual episode that we're working on is Depart in Peace. That's right. That was what was televised, but yeah. we have got a couple of other, sh- the short story version yeah. seemed to have a couple of names. There's a, there's, a, there's a sort of strange, well... A bit I can't really unravel about it because uh, my uh, list of Tales of the Unexpected um, episodes says, based on the short story, Nunc Dimittis. So, there's a link from Nunc Dimittis, which I recognise as a Latin phrase because I did Latin. But that then takes me to the heading Nunc Dimittis, which it says is a short story first published under the title The Devious Bachelor in 1953. So, where Nunc Dimittis has come from, we don't really know. What we do know is that it is the prayer or song of Simeon appearing in the Bible. Uh, And it seems to be, now you are dismissed. Right. It doesn't... (laughs) That doesn't help me, does it? No. (laughs) And we can't even get the order that it... it, Well, it starts off with the devious bachelor. Yeah, that sort of works. But even that is like... You described it that in the last... When we did the synopsis in the last episode, as a yeah. bit of revenge porn. Yes, yeah. And that's probably the best way. I mean, it's it, it's not it's not porn in a way. It's it's sexual. Yeah. But it's just a bit naughty. It's, it's yeah. getting one over somebody using it. It's like I guess now its closest relation now will be to sending a nudie pic. Uh, to, to somebody else's mobile number. Yeah, well, uh, that, that's, that's revenge porn. Isn't yeah, it? That, that's what uh, I was sort of thinking. I just think, don't think the porn thing is represented in here. Oh like, right, there's not. You don't get no. You don't get cock <laughs> or or even uh, like a fanny. No. Do you think we're giving a bit away of it? Shall we go into the story? I think we are. Okay. This episode starts then. Roald Dahl in his room again. Shot through the fire. Yeah, and it's not a Roald Dahl story. This one. Well, it is. It's a Roald Dahl story, this one. Yes. But it doesn't say Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected at the beginning. No. That's what I was yeah. getting to. <laughs> <laughs> right. It starts off with Roald Dahl in his study. Yeah, and, and the first shot is through the fire for some we, reason. Yeah, we've got, again, two camera angles. And there's a flame right in front of him. In yeah. As, as though he could be catching fire. Yeah, and then... It cuts to another angle, more standard, sort of straight on. What we're used to, and um, this is this has happened once before, by the way. And he then says that he's going to give the reason why he decided to come up with this story. Yeah. So the story that he had was he bought a little picture. Yeah. For twenty five p. Twenty five p in Brighton. Yeah. Uh, from a uh, junk shop. Yeah, from a junk shop, and then and he could see it had been. It had been tampered with or it well, had been cut. He seemed to suggest that he could tell that it had been stolen, that yeah. it had been cut out of a frame yeah, like a, by a thief. By a thief. Which, would, you, would you buy something in those circumstances? Look, this is 
this was 1980 something or other was 1980 halfway through 1980 okay and yeah. and art theft might have been bigger news back then yeah so maybe maybe some of the hallmarks of an art theft were a bit more you know obvious to to spot anyway he spotted it well, whatever yeah. it is and as he peels back the print the canvas he spots underneath a Renoir yeah a Renoir landscape which yeah. would have been worth a, a bit You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. there is another uh, Tales of Unexpected that has a painting a Wainwright in it well there's, there's a few in there. there's the, there's the um, well there's painting with uh, Derek Jacobi and the tattoo yes there's a painting there yeah which was Soutin Soutin yeah, yeah. there's one where there are there's a painter in uh, Paris who, uh, well, we'll, we'll come to that, but he uh, he's sort of very much controlled by this woman who buys his art. That's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's, and then there's the woman who does the, uh, the, the, the green grass from Artbeats in it. Anyway, anyway, look. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, now, that would uh, suggest to me that actually this story might, might be true, you know, because he... Roald is famous for not having yeah. probably authentic stories. However, this one, his painting seems to inspire a lot of his his, yeah. his, his short stories. Anyway, uh, he then says that when he when he revealed the painting that was underneath the painting that he bought, yeah, he thought, "I've got an idea." Yeah. Now we cut to a nightclub stroke restaurant. Yeah. Look, looking initially. I think, like a restaurant, like a high-end restaurant. Yeah, if you didn't have the sound on, you would think it's a posh restaurant. Yeah. And there's, like, a couple there. We, we discover a Lionel and Janet, don't we? Yeah. Now, the, the camera sweeps through, so you see a bit of dancing, and there is some disco music in the background. Do you notice what the, the tune was? It was, in fact, a version, a dub, of um, the uh, theme to uh, Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the... I'm going to bed that over this... What we're chatting about here, see, so right? Because I, I do have that version of this. I think you might have played yeah, it. Yeah, I, I didn't know where it had come from. Yeah, I so it's, and I didn't know when I f- originally found it. I didn't know that it was part of this episode. But anyway, it was. Yeah, it's a version of the Wrong Ranger theme tune. Uh, then we go into their conversation. Now, I don't think it's very important what we what they're actually saying, other than the fact that it's mainly Lionel who's talking, yeah. and he's mainly talking about his art. Restoration, yeah, big yeah. job that he does. They're 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 eating they're eating caviar. They're having a conversation over yes. it. Seem to be having caviar for a long time. So yeah, that's he loves caviar, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Now I it, I always remember it's a bit of a sort of apropos nothing at all, but uh, I think it might be in the Casino Royale book. It's one of the James Bond books. You know, James Bond's always sort of coming up with stuff which sort of makes him look a bit better than the other. Yeah, the, the opulence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's explaining to, to people that uh, the uh, the difficulty with caviar is never getting enough caviar, but getting enough toast. Oh, yeah, and that would be a Bond thing. It would, wouldn't it? Because he was... Uh, but Bond in the books was actually quite a cruel yes. man. Yeah, yeah. And there, there is a 
there is a line in I think it's Casino Royale where it's it's, like, it's halfway through the book and he just says it starts the chapter off with Bond lit his 80th cigarette of the day <laughs> <laughs> that was and as we've already said Fleming and Dahl good mates yeah, you know yeah. so uh, but this this is there's no secret uh, service in this this no. is just about the fact that it's I think it's painting oh there we go this is painting a picture opulence riches yeah. um, high life uh, now it does seem as though the discussion he is having is boring to me it seems boring I think it was done deliberately but to Janet I think she looks as though she's enjoying it to be honest she seemed to be and then she does a big old yawn yes she does now we we see a, a kind of montage of that conversation don't we and I've said yawn and, and I have a problem and, with that. And you've just yawned. Well, I, I first noticed this with um, Tom Thumb, uh, the, uh, the film with Rush Tamlin. And there's a, a thing in there called The Yawning Man. And You want to yawn now, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. I'm struggling with it. <laughs> and I think I've told you before, I catch him off dogs and stuff in the street, <laughs> yawns. I've been, I've been driving along and a dog has yawned in the street and, uh, and I catch it. It's, it's unbearable. I worked with a girl who had the same... <laughs> Just get it out. It is, listeners, you can't see this, but Rob's talking and and holding a yawn. It's hilarious. <laughs> but she had the same affliction that I won't name. And if it's, what's the affliction you won't name, or the girl you won't name? Uh, she was called Sarah. I'm not. I'm and you're not going to name the affliction. <laughs> It'll make me have the problem. <laughs> 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 saying it, does it as well? I just thought you were protecting privacy against a, a thing. No, no, I'm not no, the name. In of fact, the I've gone too far. With it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's yawning again. <laughs> but she'd got the same affliction, right? And what would happen is we'd set each other off, and then the only way to stop it, one of us would have to go and stand in the corridor until it had passed. Otherwise, we'd just carry on. Like an erection. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, this is similar. Uh, I've, but I used to do it on purpose. Right. Um, I would be in like a. The science labs were always good at school because they were. Our particular science lab had, you know, the the workbenches on the side where they could put the Bunsen burner. Yeah, with the gas, gas thing. thing. Yeah. So they, they they were designed in a particular way. They weren't, you know, regiment like a maths room or anything like that. So you could you were always able to find somewhere where you could see a few faces right. wherever you were sat. And I used to just they'd be talking, the teacher would be talking, and I used to just start one of them kind of like. Just and then catch a few people and start the room. Yeah, it was great, good fun. Um, did did uh, they used to at your school? Did they used to get um, when you had your sandwich out out of a bag? Would you sort of fill it up with gas out of the gas tap and then sort of squeeze at the top and then get a lighter and create your own flamethrower? Good God, no! Well, yeah, we used to do that. No, but what we used to do was turn the tap on and then just light it. All oh, right, the, yeah, so, it, yeah, yeah. We just got rid of the bag. Yeah. Um, okay, so after this date, um, they go to the they go to arrive in a taxi at her house. Yeah. Now then, I've I'm a, I hate watching that myself are watching it, but I can't stop watching Made in Chelsea. Oh really? Right? Yeah. Really? I, I like it because it's just an odd thing. It's an, it's like a it's like looking at a thing that you that doesn't has no uh, relevance in your life whatsoever. Right, so yeah, so yeah, it exists, yeah. and you just want 
to see it. It's like gypsy weddings, you know. I, I want to see that, right? Because it's like it's real. But, but so different that there's so, no connection with yeah, it. Yeah, it's alien to me. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I watch it anyway. These this house that she arrives at looks like a house where they live in Chelsea, Fulham sort of area. Does it look a bit like the house in uh, American Wealth in London? And it looks like that. Yeah. Now that again, if you're not familiar with those houses. Uh, and, and, and as I say, I sort of am because of this Chelsea program. Again, we're we're constantly being told that these people have got a bit of wealth, right? Bit of high society to them. So that's another thing. There drops her off at the thing, at the house, and then on the doorstep, he goes in for a kiss. Yeah. Well, sort of goes in for a kiss. It's half-hearted, but she doesn't respond to it, does she? Really? No. And he says something like, uh, "Oh, we're. It seems we've been thought of as a couple." Yeah, and perhaps we should give people something to talk about. So it seems to me like he's, you know, he's, he's sort of like, you know, showing out really there. Yes, he? I don't think he's he, he's not really taking the ball by the horns, but he is letting his feelings know. Yeah, but she knocks him back, and she's knocked him back, and that seems to be what happens. We we later <laughs> reveal from a conversation that this is probably the usual. They go out for dinner, um, go back to their house, and nothing happens. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, as he's walking away from her house, yeah. we see the eyesight, we see from the eyesight of somebody who sat in a car yeah. watching him. A little bit like a spy sort of yes. thing. You know, a bit John Le Carre, you might yeah. think. So, like Day of the Jackal sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, and I noticed, just to sort of pick the spy thing up here, but confusingly, I think, Russian sort of music starts there. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? The babushka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which... It's strange because, well, the uh, we find out it's a mystery blonde in the car, and I'm yeah. thinking, oh, Russian, but she's called Gladys, and uh, she's not Russian. Although it seems as though Janet might be, because she seems to have a very Eastern European accent. Yes. Now, uh, talking about accents, I think most people we see here have an American sort of accent here, but it is definitely set in London. Yes. Uh, but there is that. In, uh, some internationalness to it yeah well there is a bit of creeping internationalism yeah. in this isn't there and, and some of it obviously is set over there I mean that um, one with Elaine Stritch the uh, my lady loved my dove that was set in America wasn't it that's right yeah and that, that was clearly America yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway so um, when so now the person that was watching him gets starts the car up follows him yeah but instead of like sniping him or anything like that pulls the Pulls over, yeah. says, hey, Lionel, get in, opens the car door, get in, let's have one, uh, you can come, I'll drop you home. I'll take, I'll take you home, and not only that, I'll give you one for the road. Yeah, so they're going to go back to her house, yeah. and have one. Yeah. Not, not uh, sex, Well, a drink. But uh, you know, it's, it's raised its head, hasn't it? It's As, it's I don't mean, you know, it's, it's, it's purple the, head, the, but the erection, yeah. yeah. Uh, she gets him back there, and... Uh, She's quite proud of a painting she's got that she shows him. By an artist called Royden. He's all the rage at the moment. Yeah. Um, and, um, and... She thinks it's a, a really, really good painting. Yeah, so he looks at it, and I, I don't think he can deny that this is a nice, really nice work. She then explains how he goes about painting this... Because he only paints women. Yes. Um, yeah. That's his thing. He, he, he has a sort of thing, a connection with, with feminine side and uh, he only ever paints women so she then explains that what he does is he paints the woman nude 
then the next sitting he adds underwear underwear first yeah underwear and then the rest and that's just so that you can understand the form and then see now for me that's just to get the kit off, isn't it? Just the sort of thing you think of at school, isn't it? It's, it's, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, it's worked for this guy. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. If I'd have come up with that at college, you're going to say, I actually did try this. Really? I did try this. Well, I was doing for two, it worked, but I, I didn't, it wasn't like full on. I, we had to paint, no, we had to take photograph. a photograph oh. of, of something that when you hung it up, when you presented it, people had to guess what it was. And oh, I, right. I had this nice idea, and I wanted to, I wanted it to be a talking point. I wanted it to be kind of like out there because people were taking pictures of like light bulbs or like grass. Yeah, and cheese I, grater, close up cheese grater. That that that's the sort of thing. Yeah, that you can. Uh, yeah, so something with lots of shapes and edges that you couldn't quite work out. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. So what I decided to do was um, take a photograph of the underside of a girl's boob. Right. Okay, so it was uh, like, you know, the boob bit, hmm. and then just that. So it looked like a curve. Right. And my thought was, what I'll do is when I hang it up and put it on display, that people will go, ah, looks a bit like a boob, but he won't have taken a picture of a boob. He'd have never got away with that. Yeah. Anyway, I did take the photograph. I'm doing this for art. But yeah. the... The sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old in me. Well, how old was I? Eighteen. Yeah. The eighteen-year-old in me doing was it going. I wanted to see bits of girls. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. My, my wife used to work in uh, Anne Summers, and uh, a fella came in and introduced himself, and uh, he was said he was from the local art college, and asked her if she'd pose news for him, nude for him. Uh, was that Doncaster? Yeah. So yeah, that might have been me. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, she was quite. She was, you know, she was sort of thought about it, but she was a bit surprised that he just came in and asked because he didn't know her or anything, yeah. you know. But just the fact that she worked in Ann Summers. Well, I think you, if you're brave enough, you, you can you get away with more yeah. by just saying, "Look, say now if you want, but this is what I'm doing." Yeah. And I thought I'd ask you first. If that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, where did we get to then? Oh, yeah, so, so he, po- he po- paints them naked. Yeah. Then with their underwear on, and then with their. Uh, with the yeah. outer garment. Now, as she's explaining how it does it, she's clearly flirting with the guy as well, and she actually adds, don't you find me attractive? Yeah. Um, but he's, he's actually trying to leave, and he's even, he picks up his coat a few times, and he's walking towards the door. And I think the dialogue here is quite well done, not so much the content of it, but the fact that it all rushes into each other. Because she's trying to keep talking to keep him there, and he's yeah. trying to keep, and he's trying to talk his way out. That's right, and it's yeah. very, it's very dovetailed. Really. Yeah, yeah. So she says things like, uh, "No," he said, um, "I don't believe in casual relationships," and she says, "Who says anything about casual relationship?" Yeah, and then again, he tries to leave, and she, she just adds, "She knows who he's been seeing, and that nothing has happened between." Yeah, them. she knows that. And the reason she knows that is because she talks about him. Yeah. And he goes, oh, hang on, what? So he, now she's got his interest. What she, do you mean what, she's been talking about? Well, she says that he says peculiar things about him. Yeah. She says, um, 
that basically his painting talk is yeah. boring. Yeah. Now we got a hint of that in the yeah. scene at the beginning. I got the feeling of it. Thought that yeah. uh, thought that Janet didn't feel that, but now we see a sort of little flashback yeah. where she is looking bored. Now yeah. I'm thinking that's his imagination. Yeah, he he might be elaborating, yeah. but but he's definitely recalling the times when she said she's she looks like she was being bored. Yeah. Anyway, so he's absolutely gutted that this is the case. Yeah. And um I mean, do you believe this though? Or do you think that this is Gladys making this up? Just well, I don't know because she, what she what happens is next is he is gutted, distraught and leaves clearly upset. Yeah. And as he leaves, she then says to herself, "You're you are a bitch, dear." Yeah. Now, now so I think I think the actual story she's told is, is true, but she's really kind of like you know pressed the bruise, pushed the bruise a bit. Ooh, ooh I can I can feel that. Yeah. Feel, is that is that a well known phrase or saying? We use it in uh, in what I do. Oh, do you? Yeah. But yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. 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 So you make people realise what how bad things are yeah. so that you can then say here well, it's sort of like fill the gap with this it's less it's less sort of unpleasant than salt in the wound isn't that, it? it's yes that's right yeah yeah you just go uh, just, yeah I'd rather have yeah. a bruise press than salt, salt <laughs> in the wound so anyway uh, next day he looks at um, a painting he's back in his house yeah he? yeah he's, he, and, he's, and, he's, and he's still upset Ears and I and I wrote down Playboy Bunny dressing gown. That's, it's, it's not got the ears. No, that's right. But, but it's, I couldn't remember what it is. Smoking jacket sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Hefner, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's the guy. Right, yeah. He's wearing one of those. Uh, and um, yeah, so he's looking at his painting, and then you see this idea form, and this happens quite a lot in the Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah, where they look at something, and then an idea forms. Yeah, right. Okay, and the music like a light bulb, bulb moment. So he calls in his. Um, oh yeah, so he calls up Royden. Yeah, he says, um, "Right, hello, Mister Royden, or whatever your name is. Uh, I want you to come round because I've got a painting collaboration or." You know, for you to do, I guess. I just say you are doing the hand by the ear there. Oh, yeah, I'm the doing yeah. the phone. Yeah, otherwise, I won't be able to do this properly. Anyway, he convinces him to come round, Royden to come round. So, this is either later that day or later or in the week or something. Yeah. And then he tries to convince him what I want you to do is I've got a woman in mind that I want you to paint. And I've got to say, Royden looks very much like a beatnik painter, doesn't he? Yes, that's right. He's got uh, a the tiny beard. Yeah. Well, not a tiny beard. It's a big beard, but it's only part of his chin. It's not, yeah, it's like no, sort of a goatee sort of thing. No, it's a goatee without the moustache bit. Yeah. yeah. Just the beard bit. And he's got uh, the medallion on. Yeah. It's a bit like... Uh, is it a fast show with Naz? Nice. Yeah, he looks like the jazz, jazz guy. Yeah. yeah. And John Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically he says... Uh, I think he. I think he's because it doesn't sound like it's it's something he's interested in. He sort of says, yeah, "I'm a painter, an artist. I paint paintings or I paint pictures." And it it just occurred to me that could be on his business card. I'm a painter, an artist. I paint pictures, and um, he's. Uh, I think this is trying to convince him to paint and not yeah. just 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 uh, for a bit of fun. Anyway, he convinces him with a bit of money. Yeah, I think what clinches it is he offers him 50% over his, his standard fee. Yeah. So, so now, whatever the reason for this painting, 
the guy's going to do it. So Royden... and, and what they have to do there is make clear, though, that it's not got to be known that Lionel is yeah. the driving force behind this. So they, he sets about and says, here's how we're going to go about doing it. You need to bump into the subject. The subject is going to be Janet, yeah. who he's obviously got is pissed off with at the moment. Um, and you see what happens as he's explaining. So he, he says... <laughs> they're in a, they're in the bar, the same bar, the I same think. bar, dancing area, yeah, the dancing area, and pretending to dance, which is funny in itself. I'd watched, I'd watched this episode just for that bit, but then bumps into Janet and then casually goes off and discusses the the situation, yeah. which is, I want to paint you. You've got a beautiful figure and stuff. I want to paint you. Yeah, and then it seems that that happens because the next thing uh, is that we're at uh, the home of the guy, uh, yeah. Well, Lionel. I, what I would say, I, I always say what I would say. When when he first invites Royden round, he tells him what size picture he wants him to do. Yes, and he says he wants it to be twice as big as this picture he's got on yeah. the wall. And so Royden comes up with the size. We then get to the point where we are now, where the painting is delivered by two men. It's at least four times as big as the yeah. painting on the wall. It's huge. Yeah, it? there's it, no reason for it. If they're not going to be able to, if they're not going to be able to deliver what's in the script, then just change the wording. Yeah, it's just weird. It's, I've done it's, it a load of times. It's as big as a door. It's, it's <laughs> big, bigger than a door, bigger. isn't it? I'm looking, looking at looking at the door there. It's bigger than that. It's giant. But well, what's also good about when it's what, Delivered is two men in brown jackets yeah. coming, and it's that classic workman deliveryman jacket, like Morecambe Wise. Morecambe sort of Wise, stuff, isn't it? I really want one of those jackets because they're only used in this cartoon esque sort of way. <laughs> anyway, they they bring it in, and Lionel comes back, sees that the delivery is there, puts it into the room. Yeah. And remember, it's still packaged at this stage, yeah. and then tells his butler, "I don't want to be disturbed for two or three days. Yeah. My dinner is going to go out in the little area there, and I'll come out. You're not to start. You're not to look in here at yeah. all. Nobody else is to come in here, and that starts now." Whoosh! And then does that kind of like moves the curtains yeah. to shuts himself off from the world yeah. and starts to. Peel, to not peel off, is, but is to treat. To yeah, is removing the top layer of the paint. Yeah, and as that happens, we do see a bit of her underwear. Yeah, and it's it's getting like more and more. Is you can see more, and he's commenting. Oh, well, that's a bit of a surprise and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but then he, as he's finished, he sort of sits back and he toasts it. Yeah, here's to you, Janet, or something like and, that. And he's actually finding it very funny. Well, he's laughing. Uh, he can't really speak because he's laughing, but it's a proper, it's a proper belly laugh. Yeah. And it reminded me of that bit where in uh, the Pink Panther, where they have the laughing gas. Do you, do you, have you seen this? I've seen Herbert Lom right. and Peter Sellers. Right, they're enemies. Yeah, okay. and as they're having this duel together, you know, kind of like battle, uh, the, they're at, they're on laughing gas. Right, so they. And this scene is is just brilliant. <laughs> What's so funny? I don't know, nothing. And why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because I, I can't help it. Wake <laughs> 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 Edwards, I think, is responsible for the Pink Panthers. Yeah. 
because laughing gas, as you and I both know, doesn't actually work like laughing gas. No, it didn't make you laugh, does it? No, I mean, you can find things funnier, yeah. but it doesn't make you go into hysterics. I mean, that's another thing that must be a creation for TV or film, must it? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. It's called laughing gas, but it actually just makes you go a little bit, ah, yeah. that's all good in the world. It makes, i tell you what it does do, because when Michelle was, when we were, she was having uh, the baby, the Charlie, and I was in there with her. She'd gone to sleep, but they have the gas and air thing going in the in the wall, so yeah. you can like just take it out. And I was just tooting on it, but most of the afternoon. Yeah, and uh, it makes your voice go really low and slow. Well, you see, I knew that you'd that you'd had the opportunity to do this. Yeah, and not too long ago. I uh, was admitted to hospital in an ambulance with with chest pain. That's right, and uh, they put me in the in the ambulance and said, "Oh, you can you can have some of this uh, this nitrous, this gas and air." And I thought, "Great, I can get high on this." <laughs> the trouble was, the chest pains were such I couldn't breathe deep enough <laughs> to get it in, and they took it off me. <laughs> no, I well, I had to, the the kind of the door was covered by a, a, a curtain. And so I could see underneath if anybody was coming in. Mm. So I'd be like, <laughs> and then I could see the door, so I'd put it back. And then I'd said to Michelle, Do you want some? <laughs> and then she said, Oh, your voice is. And I was like, Oh, your voice is. It's hilarious. I mean, we look like a couple of weirdos, but uh, that's pregnancy for you. Mm. Right, so um, anyway. After he's had a, his laughing fit, he then says to his butler, I'm having a party on, on Monday. Monday. Yeah. Bring everybody round. Yeah. And presumably this is to, I think there's no su- surprise here, he's going to unveil the painting in front of everybody. Yeah, he's just spent two or three days taking the top the top layer off. We've, well, taking some layers off. We don't know what's in there. Yeah, it's, it's hidden from us. Yeah. Um, we know that... Uh, Roden paints them naked, then paints the underwear yeah. on, then paints the clothes on. Yeah. So, we, and we know that he's, he's, he's so we can assume we've seen some underwear. Yeah. Uh, and then it's sort of cut to the uh, to the Monday night. The party's in effect. Yeah. And then he gets everybody's attention, and he unveils the picture, and um, she's she's still got underwear on. It's stockings, suspender belt, yeah. knickers, and a bra. Yeah. And and I wrote down that to be honest. My memory of this, because I've seen it before, it was worse than it actually looked on there. When I, when I wrote it down, I wrote that it looked like the sort of underwear a hooker might wrestle a pig in. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it wasn't quite that bad. No. But <laughs> I will say, the legs, the legs are dreadful. Yeah. The, there are England forwards with better legs than right. that. Here's the thing. We're watching this on your widescreen TV. Oh, that's possible, yeah. And this wouldn't have been a widescreen production. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was a bit bigger. Yeah. However, uh, I, 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 I think I'm it the same as you. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look well proportioned, no, does no, it? No, it's, it's, it's not, it's not. Well, then I suppose that's part of it. It's not a flattering picture. No, and that's, yes, exactly. It's so that's perhaps. It's meant to be real. It's not meant to be glamour. It's meant to be real. And mm. so if the guy's painted real to put the clothes on, then maybe mm. maybe that's more realism. I don't believe that her legs would look like that. No, I don't think so. And I think that might be the widescreen thing that we've right. just Fred alluded to. So, uh, anyway, well, there's a bit of shock. 
Janet faints. Janet actually faints in this. Oh, yeah, we hadn't said. She was also invited to the party because, of course, this was meant to humiliate her. Yeah. That was the whole point of this, which it, which it clearly does because she faints. Glad and then, appears all triumphant. Yeah. So everybody leaves... And now then, he's he's back to square one again because now he's now he's, he's regretting upset. Yeah, he, instant regret. He realizes that he's made a that this was a ridiculous revenge, and it's backfired because yeah. because he's not got any gratitude from it whatsoever. Why do you think he's not taking the underwear off? Uh, that's a good point. It, I mean, it can't be clearly can't be because of the show because as we've said, series two has been full of niff. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's because Rodan just went straight for underwear. Maybe Janet pulled some resistance. Well, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I find that a bit strange. Anyway, anyway. This, uh, is, this is later on in the week, maybe the next day, or yeah. we cut to... He's in his office again, and in walks Janet. Janet. With a present for him. Now, this is a big uh, moment for him, and also one of relief... Especially when she says, I forgive you. And that she loves you. And that I love you. And here's a present. Yeah. So he sits, he goes and opens the present, sits down, opens the present. It's a jar of the finest caviar. Now then, what he does is, decides to tuck into it straight away. Yeah. Who does that? Who does, who gets a present and then immediately... Has, goes, she, has she brought the crackers as well? Where, where I, do they come from? Yeah, so also, that comes out just a few seconds later... Is a tray of crackers that the butler has prepared. What she could have done is, as she come in, look, I'm yeah. going to give him a present. Get some crackers and some lemons yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happens. Anyway, he starts tucking in, and, uh, and, she, and she she looks as though she's going to eat some too. Didn't well, she? yeah. He prepares one for her. Yeah. Okay. It, she goes to the mouth with it, and then stops. He, of course, eats his, and he's going, mmm, mmm, and then pauses. Looks around, and we're, and we're getting now what, what looks a bit like a flash, as though it might be a flashback. Yeah, the whole it, thing's going wavy. Yeah, it's it? like we're under the sea, the waviness, yeah. and this is to indicate he's feeling drowsy. Yes. Now then, I have a problem with this because she's looking off at him, not directly into the lens of the camera. Right. right? So why are we seeing a, a wavy, wavy line? It surely should come from his eyesight. Which, yeah. is a, which is a problem I have with TV programmes that take photographs. That you see somebody taking a photograph, it clicks and it shows that still frame. Yeah. Well, they're looking at the camera, that they're looking off our photograph. That's, they sh- if they, right, people lined up for a photo, yeah. ready, say cheese, click, then we should see the actual photo that's been taken and not one where they're looking at somebody taking a photo. Yes, yeah. It's wrong. And well, it happens lots. Well, something... I don't, I don't know whether it still happens like this, but uh, it used to happen when I was younger. If somebody looks through binoculars on the, on the telly or the screen, <coughs> you see it with yes. two circles. Yes, this is, it's, Whereas, it's a similar sort of thing. If yes. you look through binoculars, you just see one. Yes, yes. and you, it's kind of hazy... Because your mind is doing, yeah. your brain is doing a lot. But you only see one. You, so don't, see you, don't, one. you don't see two, but no. they, they always show they that. They always show two, yeah. Which is why I think a lot of the the newer army kind of look, you know, like Luke Skywalker had one as well, but a lot of army ones have the... It's just the one. They show the big envelope-sized one, don't they? Yeah. But, yeah, you're right, it just trans- it transfers it into one vision. Yeah. Like Queen Because your eyes are separate, aren't they? Anyway... He's 
just going back to what he said so the screen is wavy yeah and it now means he's about to pass out yeah he's staggering about a bit he's, he's hanging on the bell rope yeah. I think at one point he then looks around and realises that she hasn't eaten hers so hang on it's poisoned it's poisoned which do you think that that's a bit of an overreaction uh, what, what, what he's done bless you do you think that's a bit of an overreaction what he's done is he's shown people a painting of her in her underwear. Yes. Is that something that he deserves to be killed for? No. So, n- moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he then, it's, that's pretty much the ending, okay, except there's one final sting in the tail. In that the butler... The butler moves all the stuff away from the side. Yeah. He hasn't seen the guy who's... Hanging on, the hanging, on a, hanging on a rope, trying to stand up, but around, out of shot. And he picks up a bit of caviar and eats it himself. And, and he kills him as well. He kills him. Janet walks back into shot, sees them both dead. Yeah. And then that's it, you clang, clang, clangs. Yeah. Well, it's an odd one because I think, I think it, we could have... We could have seen a bit more. Like we, it could have been a proper humiliating photo, a poster, picture, yeah. picture, painting. Well, and I, yeah. and I actually think. See, this is why I think that the, the, the legs might be part of the problem. I think she might be thinking, "I don't look like that." It's made my legs look like yeah. an Englishman forward. No. Well, I think one of the the biggest, the bigger twist. The, like this would have improved it for me, at least. Anyway, I know we're always saying that we'd like to improve these, but. How about this? That she discovers that... Or rather, we find this out right at the end. Mm. Okay, so this is the proper twist. Right. He presents the photo, un- unveils it... Mm. The, the, sorry, the, uh, not the photo, the painting. And it's, it's the woman's body, but it's got his face on it. And what's happened is that the butler has sneaked a look, told her what's happened, she's come in with the painter guy, painted his face... And then when he opens it, it's like in there. Right. Well, what I, what I might what I might say is, I think that that is inspired by something that we will see in a different episode. Is that why I've got it in my head? Do you yeah. think? Yeah. I think that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. That could be because I'm, I'm aware of that yeah. that could happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that's then we've got the clang clang clangs and <coughs> excuse me, uh, episode finishes. Um, what did you think to that one, Rob? Well, I one thing that uh, that we've noticed is some of these episodes seem to go by really, really quickly when we when we're reviewing them, when we're watching them before yes. we start talking. Yes. For me, this one wasn't one that went particularly quickly. No, I think the 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 last the last section seemed to speed up. Yeah. But the first, the build up, the woman talking up to the part where he gets the painter in yeah. was a bit drawn yeah there was no walking and the, yeah no walking but dancing there was dancing yeah yeah now so yeah i thought i thought as i say i thought it was a bit of a, an overreaction to, to kill him for, <laughs> for showing her in her underwear yeah i would love to see a 2017 version of this though well as where i say it's, i think where that's it's a just, selfie yeah exactly yeah. it would be a lot quicker wouldn't it yeah it would be it would be there's your photo Oh, I've seen it. Right, caviar. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, you wouldn't. You just post it on Facebook yeah. or wherever you put it nowadays, wouldn't you? Once again, Darl, you've done it again. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> next week, next fortnight ago is uh, the Umbrella Man, which sees the return of John Mills, uh, Michael Gambon, who 
we've spoken about uh, recently. And uh, this is a guy who, uh, not surprisingly, has got a connection with umbrellas. I suppose we didn't want to say any more than that at this no, time. I seem to think this has something to do with the Pied Piper of Hamelin. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you then.